This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris told the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday that the controversial Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Montana, Senate Bill 215, had the support of the governor. The bill, co-sponsored by 40 Republican lawmakers, would prohibit state agencies from implementing laws that, quote, substantially burden people's ability to exercise religion. Opponents of the measure Thursday said that passing the RFRA would overturn non-discrimination ordinances some communities in the state have enacted and legalize religious discrimination against minorities. Quote, Governor Gianforti emphasizes this is not a license to discriminate against the LGBT, jurists told the committee. They are hired as employees across the state. It is not a license for lodging facilities or private employers to discriminate. Representative Rinalia Whiteman Pena, a Democrat from Lame Deer and the former president of the Northern Cheyenne Tribe, quoted a letter from Montana American Indian Caucus. She said the bill is unnecessary and would protect people who discriminate against others. Quote, our people have survived a long history of oppression, denial of employment opportunities, refusal of services, and dismissal of our basic human rights, she said. This bill does not provide any meaningful protection for religious freedom that is not already enshrined in our state and federal constitutions. Chelsea Rice, the owner of the Montana Book Company in Helena, also spoke in opposition to the bill. Rice testified she knew people who said they are leaving Montana because they suspect the bill will pass. The bill's sponsor, Senator Carl Glim from Keela, made note that the RFRA had broad support when it passed at the federal level in 1993 and was signed into law by Democratic President Bill Clinton. Glim said this should not be a partisan issue. The House Judiciary Committee did not vote on the bill Thursday. The Dean of Humanities and Sciences at the University of Montana has stepped down after just eight months because of budget limitations. Quote, Through the months of academic planning in which we have been engaged this year, it has become clear to me that the aspirations I have for the college cannot be met in the current budget environment. Larry Hufford wrote that in an email to colleagues. The vision I hold for the college is not sufficiently consistent with the vision held by university leadership. Recognizing this, I believe it is best for me to step down. In the email, Hufford said he would leave his position as Dean of the College of Humanities and Sciences and return to teaching biological sciences. The administration has presented the College of Humanities and Sciences with a $2.5 million potential cut on top of a budget that has already dropped 24% in five years, according to financial information from UM. Paul Lassiter, Vice President for Operations and Finance at UM, called the new budget model an attempt to realign resources with student needs. In 2017, 
the budget of the colleges and humanities and sciences was roughly $36.4 million. According to data provided by UM, that number has shrunk several million dollars a year each year. And now the college has a target to cut it another $2.5 million, as we said, to $27.7 million. Hufford came from Washington State University. Quote, this has not been an easy decision, and it is one that comes with anguish, he said. Interim Provost Reed Humphrey told the Montana Cayman that three assistant deans would provide collaborative leadership while UM searches for an interim dean. The Montana Public Service Commission is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to hear a case involving a renewable energy project that it lost at the Montana Supreme Court last September. The lawsuit deals with whether the PSC is mediating fairly disputes between renewable energy developers and regulated utilities like Northwestern Energy. Montana courts, including the Supreme Court, have twice ruled against the PSC finding that the contract terms it sets are unfavorable to renewable energy providers and finding that the commission has demonstrated bias in its dealings with them. In its filing with the U.S. Supreme Court, the PSC argued that the Montana Supreme Court's 2020 decision will result in overcharges to Montana's energy consumers and that federal, not state bodies, should adjudicate disputes regarding federal law. Congress passed the Public Utilities Regulated Policies Act, that's PURPA, in 1978 to induce competition in the electricity market and encourage fuel diversity on energy grids. Under PURPA, alternative energy developers, i.e. wind and solar developers, can sell energy to larger regulated utility companies. PURPA establishes guidelines that would for that process and outlines the factors to consider when those parties set contract terms. MTSUN METSUN, an 80-megawatt solar project planned for outside of Billings, couldn't agree to contract terms with Northwestern Energy, so it asked the PSC to intervene, a remedy to which it was entitled under PURPA. The PSC subsequently issued an order in 2017 that set rates and established a 15-year contract. Matsun said the terms would not permit it to open. Matsun filed a lawsuit in the district court in Cascade County. It said the contract term was too short and the project's ability to beat Northwestern energy needs during peak demand should have been worth more. It also said a carbon adder essentially a premium for being clean energy, should have been included. District Judge James Manley sided with Metson, finding that the PSC violated Metson's due process rights by making decisions, quote, based on bias and policy preferences. In his opinion, the judge wrote that the commission's decision to eliminate carbon pricing from the project was arbitrary, capricious, and characterized by the abuse of discretion. He concluded that Metson was entitled to that carbon adder 
based on a precedent established by a different project, the Crazy Mountain Wind Project. The PSC appealed Manley's decision to the Montana Supreme Court, arguing that it wasn't the commission's job to make renewable energy economically viable, but rather to set fair rates for consumers. Last September, the Montana Supreme Court again sided with Metsun and WinData, a wind farm developer that brought a similar claim against the PSC. The PSC maintains that the Montana Supreme Court decision will lead to Montana's paying more than they should for electricity. PSC staff attorney Zachary Rogala said the commission also wants the country's high court to settle the question of jurisdiction, thus sparing the PSC from contradictory directions from state and federal bodies. Wind farm attorney Monica Trammell says state courts have been explicitly granted the authority to set rates under PURPA. PSC attorney Regala said the U.S. Supreme Court hasn't intervened in a PURPA case since the early 1980s. It hasn't been before the court. Regala said he anticipates the commission will know by mid-May if the Supreme Court decides to hear the case. Several conservation groups have filed a petition with federal government wildlife officials seeking protections for a rare plant, the thick-leafed bladder pod, is a small flowering plant that depends on survival on a fragile type of soil that's made up of lichens, mosses, and other organisms. It's only found in the arid foothills of the Pryor Mountains along the Montana-Wyoming border. Researchers say the plant is largely limited to an area of about 23 square miles. The region receives as little as 8 inches of rain a year on average. The Montana Native Plant Society, Pryor's Coalition, and Center for Biological Diversity have filed a petition with federal officials seeking protections for the plant under the Endangered Species Act because of a mining project that's being proposed for the area. They say a gypsum mining project could damage the habitat by disturbing the fragile soil. The mining company, Grupo Cementos de Chihuahua in Mexico, is seeking permission from the U.S. Bureau of Land Management to drill holes up to 200 feet deep in the priors to explore for gypsum. It's used in cement and other products. The company said in its operating plan it will try to reduce disturbances to the area by using existing roads and trails when possible. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces in now 21 countries, and we welcome our listeners in the Dominican Republic. We are heard on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.